When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, I'd rather make 100K less a year, but be happy. Oh, and free. Yeah. Yeah. The freedom is the best part. When I resigned, um, that was actually the hardest part because I was so used to, you know, going to work. Like, it was not easy. Yeah. One of the most difficult things was the transition from job to, you know, entrepreneur. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We got another fellow Jersey in here today, James Bonadies. How's it going? Awesome, man. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, fellow Rutgers alum. That's right. Just I did it many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what did you uh, major in there? Uh, economics. Okay. Yeah. Did you find that was useful in your entrepreneurship journey? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, what I what I found was, you know, just like supply and demand. That's always like it just in knowing how the economy works was really, you know, money in, money out. Right. That's about it. But you business. ended up becoming a teacher for a bit, right? Yep. Business. Was that a high school level, college level? High school. Okay. Yeah. Public school? Public school, Patterson. Okay. Patterson. How long did you do that? I was there for seven years, I think, teaching. Okay. Uh, business. Uh, I did like international business, computers. I started like the, it was a sm- very small school. So I started like the computers in that time because it was mm-hmm. so long ago. It was yeah. two, like 2002, I think. Those were the big box ones, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. And then we got new ones where they were like thinner. Yeah. yeah. I remember the box ones, those. That's crazy. Those were slow, man. Yeah, <laughs> very slow. But it was fast. like you At know, the time. Yeah, yeah, because you're comparing it to, to what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that for about seven years. And then uh, I left... In about 2008, I, I uh, bought uh, my best friend uh, father owned a sporting goods store. Okay. And he wanted to retire. So I bought into the sporting goods store, ran that for two years, and it was the most miserable. Like it was yeah. seven days a week, 18 hours a day. Plus, it's during a recession, 08, you said? Yes. I got in at the worst possible time. Yeah, worst time. time. But the interesting thing is, is that that business was mo- most of that money came in from um, uniforms. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what. The economy is parents are going to put their kids in sports. They're okay. not going to take them out. So sports are kind of recession proof. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Now, why did you leave teaching to do that? Uh, money. I wanted to make more money. Okay. So and teaching wasn't paying enough. No, I think I started at thirty-three thousand. That's it. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah, rough. I think it was thirty-three thousand teaching. I thought they made more than that. That's weird. Well, I mean, like now it's higher. I think they started at like fifty-five, but okay. still, I mean, that's, no, I that's. I don't know how they survive. Nah, because that's. No, like, nah, you need you need to live with someone at that salary. Yeah, even I mean, think about even uh, husband and wife make you know teachers was at hundred grand. Yeah, and your taxes are twenty. Yeah, in Jersey, <laughs> right? Taxes, Jersey yeah. has high property tax, high state income tax, just high everything. You're getting wrecked over there. Yeah. You're still there though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still there. Same town. Jersey's yeah. got so after the sporting thing for two years. What was the next move? So, my my wife was pregnant. So she got pregnant when I was running that business, and uh, I felt really stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm working so much. What is she, like, what am I going to do? Like, she's going to be – her parents – she's Eastern European, so her parents don't live here. 
And I was like, how am I going to, she's going to have the baby at home. I'm never going to be home. This is going to be like a disaster. So uh, God's grace or, you know, whoever pulls a trigger up there. Um, I had a, an old colleague that walked into the store. It was August of 2010, maybe or 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard his voice like, Bonnety, is she here? And I was like, oh my God, like, I know that person, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Moody. And he uh, begged me to come back. And so what they wanted me to do was, instead of teach, they wanted me to do student schedules, mm. like build all the schedules with the software and all that stuff, teacher schedules. They had It was like August. They had no student schedules because the scheduler quit. Wow. So I uh, convinced my buddy. I said, listen, buy, uh, buy, buy it back. Whatever I, you know, I paid uh, into it, just pay me back over the next three or four years. And I was like convincing him. I'm like, look, think about it. The money we made, that's all going to go to you. Like I'm like convincing him. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Sounds good. Do it. So I went back for, until that was 2011, I think, until 2018. Mm. So now I was a vice principal at that time. So that's what I was doing. So wow. I went from teacher. So I got my master's degree early on. And then I became a vice principal. Shout out to the Science of Scaling podcast hosted by Mark Roberge. Brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO and senior lecturer at Harvard Business School, interviews some of the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling company growth. He recently had on the head of sales from OpenAI, and that was a very interesting episode on the future of AI. Listen to the science of scaling wherever you get your podcast today. Vice principal, but I wasn't really doing vice principal stuff. They just hired me as a vice principal. Interesting. Yeah. Principals used to scare me, man. Was that? Principals used to scare me as a kid. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I never knew what they did, but I would end up in the office, and it was a <laughs> traumatic time. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's, I think it's the it's the fact that it's the principal that leads to the parents, right? So it's like yeah. the principal, you just know they're going to call your parents, and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Were you like that growing up too, a little troublemaker? Um, No, actually. Okay. Not really. Well, I should say I just never got caught. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I just like I I have an older sister. She would get caught with everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think I just like learned how like not to do things, like do them, but just I don't do that. them like that. See, I didn't have a mentor in that regard. I was an only child. Yeah. So I had to figure everything out through <laughs> trial and error. Right. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you went back there, and then from there, is that when you got into the, sort of the online marketing space? Yeah. So, funny enough, um, I was already trying. In 2007 is when I really first try and tried to do this online thing. And it, if you could imagine, 2007 was like Google Ad, um, AdSense. Yeah. So it was like ranking sites and spamming them and stuff like that. So I did start to try to do that. And that was one of the, the trigger points for me to get back out of that sporting good business because I'm like, you know what? I don't have time to, to do that. So I was like, if I can get out of that, you know, I'll have more time at home. But I also could put more time and effort into this digital, you know, laptop millionaire stuff thing that I keep hearing everybody doing (laughs) that I can't figure out how to do. And so uh, I started dabbling back into that. And I, in 2014 is when I finally, it was like an aha, uh, I shouldn't say aha moment. It was like an ad that like slapped me in the face, basically saying, make money by helping local businesses make Mm. money. And I'm like, well, that's a lot better than a push button software to make millions, right? And it just made sense. And that, that's when I started ranking rent sites mm-hmm. and uh, ranking sites for businesses, pool installation and all that stuff. Nice. So SEO. SEO, basically. Right. So these business owners have no idea how to rank and you would step in 
charge them a retainer and get them yeah. on higher pages of Google, right? Yep. That's exactly how it worked. And does that model still work in 2024? So the, the way we were doing that uh, was we would create our own site and rank that site in local area, right? So it would be like pool installation, Wayne, New Jersey. And, but we would own the site and then we would rent it to like a pool installation because we would be getting leads. And then, and then when the leads would come in, we would just forward it to them. So they would rent it for a thousand a month, 1500 a month. You can't really do that nowadays. Mm. And that model kind of really wasn't, it didn't do too good even back in like 15, 16, because you would spend all this money and time building the site, ranking it, and you may not get any leads, right? right? Like pool installation in Wayne, you get leads for maybe a month or yeah, two. Yeah, just the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like you kind of really, you're, you're guessing. And so we transitioned from, I say we, because I have a partner, but he joined later on. But mm -hmm. in 2016 is when I transitioned from rank and rent to, you know what? We're just going to go uh, pay-per-click advertising, SEO on the back end, but with their sites. So I stopped the whole rank rent thing because it just... Was too di it became too difficult. A lot of crackdowns on the Google business profiles. Right. Couldn't get away with like easily ranking those anymore. So we moved so away PPC, from that. that worked for a bit, and then it got expensive, right? Yeah, it still works. Oh, it still works? Oh, yeah. Pay-per-click pay ads are one of the fastest ways to, to get leads for businesses. Okay, because I hear guys like Gary Vee say it was super cheap. Yeah. And then for the wine business he had, it got too expensive or something. But Yeah, I mean, listen, you know... It, Ads always going to go up, right? Yeah. It's just always going to be exponential. It's never going to be. It's like I, it's guaranteed inflation. Yeah, pretty much with that. Yeah, Facebook ads used to be super. Oh, cheap please, too. yeah. Facebook was great. I mean, they were all great, but you know, you just charge accordingly. Yeah, you know, you just as your price goes up, you charge more. And when was that year where you could be like, wow, I could leave my job right now? Yeah. So, and, and this goes kind of into the story of in in my space, a lot of people, their goal is to like get out of the job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm always harping because I have a coaching business, as you, as you know. Yeah. And I'm always harping to like treat your job as an asset because your job is enabling you to create the side hustle. It's mm. funding your side hustle and your life. Right. And and so I held on to that job way longer than I needed to, <laughs> like way longer. I uh, I was probably making I think it was 2000. I was actually going through this today because I yeah. knew we we're probably going to get into this. 2016, I was making about 80,000, 67,000 that year in my job. Okay. And then I made about 300,000 on the side. Holy crap. Yeah. So 5X. Yeah. And that, I think it was at the end of 17, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And then January of 17, we pulled, now we started our coaching business. We pulled in January of 18. I think my business partner and I pulled in like 140,000 each. Wow. And I'm like, now nah, this is ridiculous. I'm like, this has got to stop. Yeah. And that's, so is that resigned. profit or? That was all profit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, coaching is high margin. Obviously. It is high margin. Yeah. If you do yeah. it right, yeah. you could also burn all your money through ads. But yeah. The one good thing is the, the health benefits from having a job and stuff. So that, so even to this day, I'm like, man, you know, I probably could have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying 3000 a month for, for health insurance. I'm Dude, like, it's so much as an entrepreneur. And people don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. Yeah. At all. I pay three grand a month. I'm about the same, and it's yeah. like, dude. And you're, you're a single guy, right? Yeah, and I'm not even using it yet. Hopefully, I won't ever need to, but it's still a lot. Wow, that's crazy. That's how much you... you... Well, me and my fiance. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, my guy in my office, he, uh, he's he got four kids, mm -hmm. and he pays... He ended up doing like a charity one, <laughs> like where he was like... He went to like a Catholic 
like they have like the old there's a lot of different avenues you can go mm-hmm. but i like my father used to always harp on don't worry about it if you never use it because you're not going to need it until you need it mm. and so i just just pay yeah you never know yeah because it's you one know. of those things where if it does happen you kind of screw yeah yeah those hospital bills these days now yeah. your parents support were they supporting you in the entrepreneurship side or did they want you to have a job oh my my father's an old school italian came here with nothing was a teacher his first uh salary was eight grand a year mm-hmm. he was a football coach a high school head football coach and uh it was you know school college job pension retirement and be done yeah <laughs> that was it but while he was preaching that he was also purchasing real estate on the side okay so in my mind i was like you know it was like if he was always doing something on the side, I should be doing something on the side. So I got into real estate. and I'm in real estate a lot more now. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below. And here's the episode, guys. Um, but my my real estate originally was the, you know, was the side hustle, was got the it. digital. But he, yeah, they... When I went to quit, my father was like beside himself. Huge argument. You're not my son. <laughs> like jokingly, like he's like, this is can't be my son. Dang. Yeah, no, they still. And my Th- father, even to this day, he'll every so often, how's business? Yeah. You you doing okay? <laughs> I'm like, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. All right, just make sure like you're saving your money. <laughs> yeah. Different generation, man. Oh. Yeah, that was normal for his, and now with your kids, I'm sure you're going to even promote entrepreneurship. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I'm a, I'm already thinking of how big of a waste college is going to be, <laughs> because you know, and let listen, unless you're 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 gonna, you know, like a lawyer or a doctor, like, but just to go for like like even economics. I mean, I guess you could go work on Wall Street. I mean, I have friends that went and got great jobs, and they they they're crushing it now. Yeah. But they put in 20 years. Before they, you know, 15 years. Yeah, and I, I just say it like this. If you're passionate about it, do it. I but agree. don't do it for the money. 100%. You're going to be miserable. 100%. Like, I'd rather make 100K less a year, but be happy. Oh, and free. Yeah. Yeah, the freedom is the best part. Yeah, we have travel freedom. We have time freedom. We have location freedom, right? That's exactly There's three right. freedoms. We can travel whenever we want. Yep. We can work whenever we want. And not many people have that. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I resigned, um, that was actually the hardest part. Because I was so used to, you know, going to work. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> like, you know, my wife was like, oh, my God, you're home. You want to go have lunch? I'm like, yeah, let's go have lunch. And all yeah. of a sudden, you have a couple of martinis. You're like, whew, it's like 2 o'clock. And then the next day, it's like, you want to go to breakfast? It was like, it was not easy. It yeah. was one of the most difficult things was the transition from job to, you know, entrepreneur. Even if even though you're run, you've been running the business for a while, mm-hmm. it's the schedule change. And you really need to, like create i think i did a video about this you need to create your your uh business as a job as much as you don't want to admit that because if you don't it gets away from you yeah and then you all of a sudden you don't even know what's going on in your business anymore because you haven't been there in weeks absolutely yeah you you still got to be a little hands-on as entrepreneurship no matter how many employees you have 100 percent. do you use any uh ai in your business yet so yeah so we're, we're the ai is uh you know, you see a lot of now the YouTubers like AI this, AI that. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that I don't think it's going to play a big part. I don't mm-hmm. think it's 
anywhere near what people are saying it's going to be. But I do use Chat GPT all the time. <laughs> I use it at least once a week. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I, I was at the Ritz Carlton in Aruba last week. We had a little bit of an incident, uh, and I wanted to write like a professional email to the manager, and I wrote mine and I just copied and pasted it into. ChatGPT yeah. and it was like, oh my, it's so uh, un, that's unbelievable. It made it better. Oh, uh, better. Like, wow. Now I want to know what happened. What, oh, what yeah. went down in Aruba? Uh, it, nothing that involved me. Okay. I was there with a lot of uh, friends, and uh, you know, just little little drunk shenanigans. Yeah, I wouldn't even <laughs> say they were really drunk. Like just weird. People are weird. Like, <laughs> like people are just weird. You could interpret that in so many ways. I know. I'm trying to listen. They were playing me loud music. And, okay. and some guy, like drunk guy, came over and somehow somehow my name kept getting brought up and I have no idea why. That was what, what like pissed me off about it. Oh, they banned you? They didn't ban me, but like I almost felt embarrassed to like give my name because there was an incident on one day and uh, the host from the casino was looking for me. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what happened? Well, you tell me what happened on the beach. I'm like, I wasn't even there. Like, I was on ATVs. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, you know, it was your crew. I go, my crew? Like, I'm me. <laughs> yeah. Forget my crew. Was I there? No. That has nothing to do with me. So I didn't really appreciate that. So I sent an email. I feel that. I don't like being dragged into yeah. situations I'm not part of. I too. can only control myself. That's it. Yeah. Do you travel a lot? <laughs> I do. Uh, I mean, a lot. I don't know what's a lot. My, my wife likes to travel <laughs> with our kids and stuff. So, you know, the kids got school. Yeah. So every once in a while we'll take them out, but usually when they have vacation, we'll go somewhere. Yeah, I, I find traveling is a great way to kind of reset things. Oh, absolutely. Mentally, at least, because yeah. you get you get so locked in sometimes. You do. I get my bet my best ideas when I'm not even thinking about what idea I need. Same. It just comes. <laughs> no, same. Because I used to just work nonstop and never leave, but once I left, you get good perspective. You get great perspective, and then even things that have nothing to do with business give you an a, an idea for your business. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why did you decide to stay in Jersey this whole time? Uh, my parents, my family's there. Okay, so that's yeah. very important to you. Yeah, I think that you know I put myself in my parents' shoes, and if my kids left, it would crush me. Yeah, even though I would encourage them to. <laughs> yeah, know, it's that is a tough thing, right? Yeah, it's tough. And my sister's there, and she has three kids. Okay, and my brother-in-law. So we're all in the same town. Yeah, I mean it would like my parents would be devastated. Actually, my mom, my mom's a free spirit. Okay. She would just be like, go fly. Like she was my father, old school Italian. Father, yeah. Italian's nucleus. Love. It's the family nucleus. Right. So he grew up in Italy? Yeah. He came here when he was like 12 or 13. Wow. Have you been out there? Uh, yeah. We went there when I was younger. Um, I haven't been back since then. Nice. You know, my wife is Russian. So wow. we would travel to Russia a lot. Now you can't go there. Did your parents support dating her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, my father, <laughs> this is a funny story. My father said, um, I think it was when I first started dating her. She, he said, uh, it's a very nice girl, beautiful girl. You know, she's Russian, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be able to afford her. That was the first thing he ah. said. <laughs> she likes nice things. Yeah. I go, so then I got to, you know, step my game up so I could afford her. Uh, so. I have heard that about Russians, actually. <laughs> You're not the first. Yeah. Must well, be. Listen, they, they, you, you're going to get one or two sides you're gonna, because they all, you know, grew up in the Soviet Union era, USSR. And uh, you're going to get the side where they're, they hold on to every penny, or you're going to get the side of where they had to hold on to every penny, so now they want to, mm. like, live freely. Yeah. You just, it's one or the other. So which side did you get? You can take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but she, listen, my wife, if my wife, 
I never probably would have done a lot of this if it wasn't for her. She pushed oh, okay. me. Yeah. That's cool. She, yeah, she used to always say to me, I respect that you're a teacher, but you have so much more to give. Mm. And uh, and I used to say, like, really? Like, like what? She's like, you don't even see it. Like, go find, like, start a business, do something, because you're like a zombie. You go into uh, teach these kids. You come home at 3.30 mm -hmm. all this time. Yeah. Do something. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will. That's awesome, man. A good woman by your side can really elevate you, man. No, no, no. It's going to either elevate you or it's going to tear you down. <laughs> there's no there's no in-between. Yeah. There luckily, is no in-between. Luckily, we got elevated. Yes. But I know certain individuals that, yeah, didn't go that well. Oh, yeah. They will, you know, they will pull you down or, or lift you up. Yeah. When you were teaching, were you really passionate about it? The, or Oh, you weren't at all? No, I wasn't. I was, you know, I taught in a very rough school. Okay. Um, and I was, and I was very... Uh, uh, young, you know, can you imagine you have like these 18 year old girls and I'm 22. Oh, wow. And it just became like very like they were hitting on you. It was just not pleasant. Yeah. Not pleasant at all. Being around plus probably a lot of the students didn't even care to be honest. So. They didn't care. They didn't listen. You know, I was like, and I, I don't have that kind of personality to yell at people. No. Yeah. No, I can't we all know yell those at my teachers. Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I got some some wild. You know, I failed marketing class in high school. Oh, really? And now I've <laughs> now I have the number one marketing podcast in the country. Because they don't. Because, yeah, listen, we were going to talk about uh, education, right? And yeah. you said everybody has a negative negative thing. You know, I think about education as um, more about te like you're learning as as a person to be uh, organized and. Um, not necessarily, it's not what you're learning, it's that you're showing up to class, like you're doing the things necessary to live life after this. Mm. What you learn, you're going to learn in the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're not learning anything that you're going to... No. Yeah. Even my son says that to me. He's yeah. 12. Man, my teachers hated me because they would always say, like, show your work, right? Right. And I just do stuff in my head. Yeah. And I get the right answer. Right. And oh, the show your work thing is ridiculous. Oh, it pissed me off so much. And then... <laughs> When they tell you to show it, you don't even know how. Right. You're just doing it in your head. Yeah. And you get deducted points for that. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. But um, what are you working on now? What's coming up next? Uh, so now, uh, you know, running the, the coaching program, we've got about 7,200 students in there now. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's big. And, you know, COVID was a uh, – we didn't get into that story, but that was, you know, if you can imagine when local businesses are closed Must and you're tough. teaching people – how to help local businesses that are not open. Yeah, it was one of the toughest times. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Did you have to pivot the model a little bit? Uh, I had to, not really, because there was really nothing to pivot to. Yeah. Like, this is just what we know. It was more about just like, everybody lower your costs and, you know, just start to explain to your clients that this is gonna be over. And everybody, the good thing is that after, now everybody's like, I need to be online. Right. I need to like do media. I need to do video. And so that, w it went from like, you know, top to bottom back to top. Yeah, yeah. So it was just weathering the storm. Unless you were in Florida where nothing shut down. Unless you were in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like the sentiment, right? Around yeah. what the heck was going on, so. Yeah, well, where can people tough. find out more about you, your coaching, and your programs? Uh, I mean, if you could just Google James Bonadies, I got tons of stuff. Uh, the coach program is Local Marketing Vault, so you can go to localmarketingvault.com. But my YouTube channel is probably the best yeah. way. Yeah, your YouTube's channel. great, man. Yeah, yeah. I got to be more consistent with it. Yeah, but you get good views, and you're teaching very valuable stuff. So yeah, and so that's that's what I'm really working on now. Awesome. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on, James. Appreciate it, it, man. Yeah, thanks awesome. for watching, guys. Thank As you. As always, and I'll see you tomorrow.